people play chess? Like, checkmate? Like, is that like, am I in checkers? Is it 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 checkmate? I'm just ignoring Chance's joke. <laughs> My joke was equally as bad. I really have space for a one-bad joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talking about what the heck are we talking about there oh, was happy, a happy pride by the way happy pride. Yes. we received a request from the great carsonus in the discord the pre-pod channel on the discord that we all thought was a pretty freaking good idea um i think we're gonna do like a spin-off of it and try to broaden the topic a little bit but he had brought up uh our favorite what is our favorite boss fights um, in in video games, and I think we we would like to talk more. So you know, we're like, well, let's unpack that. Let's unpack that as a whole. Uh, what does that What does that look like? But we're actually going to talk more about uh, what makes a good boss fight, uh, and kind of pass that that around. So I guess well, I will kick it off. Me, I, me first. I wanted, I wanted to kick well, it off. Actually, <laughs> well, actually, yeah. Go ahead, Zach. Okay. Actually, I feel like I can't talk about it because there is Why somebody in here. Why did you start here. then? Why are you kicking <laughs> no, it off if you because, can't talk about because it? Because it is my favorite. It's my most recent favorite boss fight ever. Um, but I know my there's somebody recent. in the chat who's played more than I have. I haven't fully finished the game yet. But, Tetris. Uh, Hades in Hades is probably my all-time favorite boss fight solely... Solely because of the way the game sets it up as, I guess this is spoilers, kind of. I guess we're all talking about the ends of games here. So like, mm -hmm. be prepared. Um, but Hades, as, as Zagreus, the son of Hades in hell, uh, you the common area before you begin like a run in the game, Hades is sitting at his desk working on like paperwork. And as you approach him, you can talk to him. And then as you, it's like you begin the run in defiance of Hades, trying to escape hell, trying to escape Hades. Um, and the last stumbling block in your way before you make it out of hell is it's Hades a girl in a really himself. short skirt. Is a girl in a very short and skirt. And a long jacket. Just, that's a, that is a stumbling block, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, just the, the idea. The boss was Satan all along. And then, oh and then gosh. after, after, let's say that you die fighting mm -hmm. Hades, you're transported back, and he's pretty much either missing or he's there to tell you, like, now stay down, you know. And I just think that that like is such a crazy, very like convoluted like relationship that you have with with this boss, you know. Like he's literally the father, like your father. Um, and to continue as as a roguelike, you know, to continue try and try again to get to the, the surface, um, fighting him as a as a boss, as a quote, you know, last boss, uh, I think just hits very differently than any other boss fight that I've played in the recent years. And Jackson, as the Hades expert here, I'm sure you can comment and or agree with me at least on uh, yeah, I think that the I think the story sets it up really well, and I think that um, the more you play it, and as you beat him and lose to him, you get a lot of really cool like um, dialogue, which is really cool about that game because since you're fighting the bosses so much, you get it's progressively you learning about them. So 
a very cool way that they use that in roguelikes. Um, and I guess this one only applies in, in that sense too, but, uh, well, I guess it applies in other games. I think that, uh, bosses that have, um, like patterns are great. Like mm -hmm. where you're losing to them, uh, and then you start to pick up on the patterns. One of the ones that I think about is, um, is Lady Butterfly in Sekiro. Um, she's a really cool boss because well it was for me because it took me like 45 tries to beat her Jeez. but Sekiro <laughs> with Sekiro you um you block but you're trying to like perfect parry so you're trying to block at the the right time um and so then you have to learn the patterns of her attacks and you like learn like okay one two three four one two one two three four and so then you're like blocking in that succession so it's almost like you're gonna lose at the beginning but the more you start learning the pattern um it feels really good because you just uh, by the end when you're winning you feel like you just earned it you bodied them and, and it was particularly that boss for me because that was like the first hard boss that i fought in that game mm -hmm. and then i started to learn more about the game so then it all of them became easier but yeah, Hades is really cool. Yeah, I think like you were starting to touch on like what makes a, a good boss fight in your opinion there. And I right. want to kind of jump onto that. And like, I, I like the idea of bosses with patterns, something like skill oriented. I think we are maybe eventually going to do like a motive. We did a motivations for gaming kind of thing where we talked about like what we like in games. And I remember Jackson was like a like a mastery skill oriented kind of gamer. Um, so that makes like a lot of sense. Um, I think a really big important thing about boss fights for me is like emotional connection and storytelling um, right. and like build up. So I think like, you know, in a, in a lot of games like that are more skill oriented, sometimes I feel like that's mm -hmm. lacking, but it feels like in Hades that like they do both really well. And that's why I think like both y'all said like you liked it so much because like it's an important NPC where you get some story like progression and you have some connection to, but it's also like a really good boss fight versus like a boss that just appears out of nowhere and is really hard but like there's no real story connection like in a lot of like souls-esque games you know that happens a lot just a random boss um but i think one thing that like i both like and dislike and i wanted to hear what you all think about like boss fight mechanics is the idea of like mini bosses and sometimes not even mini bosses sometimes it's just a random mob those moments in a game that are really hard and are way harder than the boss fight that comes a couple minutes afterwards. <laughs> I, sometimes that makes me really mad and sometimes it doesn't. I, I just think of like times in like maybe the Witcher when like I'm fighting like a named boss and it's not very difficult, mm -hmm. but like I went on like a mission or something and I got my ass kicked nine times trying to kill like this one random, really hard random mob out in the, in the wilderness. So I was wondering like, what you guys think about that? Like, do bosses always have to be hard and like, do they always have to be harder than like what leads up to them or what's like surrounding them? I feel like they got to at least feel or appear more powerful than everything else. Right. That's kind of, and I mean, unless yeah. you're having like a boss fight where you, uh, have, I don't know, decreased their power so much throughout the game. Like right now I'm thinking breath of the wild. If you go and fight Ganon right at the beginning of the game, which you can, uh, he's really hard. But then if you go do the other parts of the game, the boss fight gets significantly easier. Like he has basically half health. Um, 
so you're rewarded for doing other stuff. And so I guess in that sense, it doesn't necessarily have to be the hardest thing as long as like, you know, the story kind of affirms it. But I think it should at least feel and appear to be more powerful. But then you get into that weird area of like, what are you losing to? Are you losing to like a consistent mistake you're making? Or is are you losing to just like some cheese gimmick that like right. you just keep getting knocked off the side in this mini boss? Because that can be very infuriating. Especially if it's like one of the one of the Dark Souls things that is like super frustrating is the camera. And so like in some bosses, if you're there are like lots of walls and then you get pushed up against a wall and the camera is not allowing you to see what's going on. That's another thing that can artificially increase the difficulty mm -hmm. while making the boss fight worse. Just like a bad, a bad design almost, yeah. you know, yeah, bad design. Yeah. I think of like, um, I don't know if any of you have played the Batman Arkham Knight game, uh, but like, not. yeah, I don't want to talk too much about this because it's kind of the entire hook of the game, but there is a moment where you fight the Arkham Knight and the, the like reality of who the Arkham Knight is kind of comes out and it's a very like story heavy psychological extra pressure on you as a character um, and that that is one of those situations where like I thought that encounter was harder than the actual final boss because it, it included like a lot more like it's like phases of boss fights and I guess that's the like broader like scope of of that specific encounter is like there's like puzzles involved while you're fighting something mm -hmm. you know and i know that that's like the kind of the big draw of games like uh, shadow of the colossus and mm -hmm. like um you know other boss heavy games dark souls you know you're like looking for it's like it's like there's two ways to make that encounter difficult add more health bars like the the kingdom hearts way you know where there's just like 30 <laughs> health bars and you just have to yep. keep you just have to not mess up you know mm -hmm. or it's like now we're moving into this phase then this phase then this phase which you know i don't know if you're going to talk a lot about like destiny and stuff chance but like the way they've set up the raids and the boss fights and those is like you have to do like 30 things before you can even damage the boss you know for some people that's like a huge draw you know um for for me i think i'm more aligning with ronnie where i just like if you have a good build up the entire campaign of the story it doesn't matter if that boss has like four hits then he's dead or she's dead like i'm still thinking that's an incredible fight because because of the build up you know to it so that's my thought yeah, and you're touching on something that like I hadn't even been considering, which is like the multiplayer element of boss fights raids, essentially, right? right? Yeah, um, and I think that's an entirely like new conversation that has like some of the same characteristics of like a single player boss fight. But I do think Destiny, like Bungie, has done such a good job with a lot of the raids, and like <laughs> I'm not the one to talk about Destiny. Like that should definitely be right. Chance or Jackson. <laughs> yeah, um, and like they may bring it up um, after this, but. I just know, like, playing, like, the first Destiny 2 raid, like, the Callus raid with, like, friends really late at night, just, like, all of the build-up throughout the entirety of the raid, it all feels like the same, like, goal, but, like, there's, like, this part of it, there's these puzzles, and then, like, you get to the actual boss fight, and the actual boss fight has, like, a ton of coordination and puzzles of its own that you have to deal with, um, and I think that that's, like, super 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 cool so like that is definitely a facet of boss fights that i hadn't been considering zach and i i'm glad that you brought that up 
right. I'm going to talk about Destiny now. Do it. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Logging um, off CES. Uh, no, I... I mean, I love boss fights outside of, of Destiny. I've just been a big Destiny head recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I was thinking one of my favorite parts about a boss fight comes from something that I've experienced recently doing uh, Vaults of Glass, which is the newest raid out for Destiny. And um, like throughout the raid, you are doing these small little... Um, Encounters and there's like a puzzle where it's like whatever that game is where it's like it it, it it it's like one two three you know and like a like nine little spaces and then you have to like hit it in that order. That's like oh, a yeah. WarioWare. Yeah, <laughs> but um, <laughs> of course. But yeah, but it's it's basically <laughs> these little mini games, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's eventually an encounter where like there are two portals and someone has to people have to stand on these pads to open the portals and one goes to the past one goes to the future and you have to do certain things at the right time well then when you finally get to the boss there all of those little encounters you were doing all have like all of those puzzle elements are in the boss fight to get to the you know what i'm saying like you have to like do the one two three little puzzle using the portals, using this buff, using this thing. And I, I really like when, and, and Zelda's really good about that, but like teaching a, teaching you a mechanic for a temple and then like using that later on, right? Like mm-hmm. in a boss fight or in a cinematic right, yeah. moment. So I I really like that in, in boss fights. And I, I think I'm going to take a stance. I, I do think a boss fight needs to be hard because... Not not like unbelievably hard. You don't want anyone to get like too stuck if they're not like super great. Like I, I think I think you want I think as a game dev, you want everyone who buys your game to be able to reach the end, right? Right. And that's why difficulty settings matter. And it's like even if they're not good mechanically at the game you've made, you still want them to experience what it's like. Um I watched some good game dev video about like the the first level and the last level matter the most in making a game because the like a lot of characters a lot of players don't get to the very end right and so that's why you designed the first the first uh mission like everyone knows that sonic adventure sonic adventure battle 2 or whatever sonic adventure 2 battle yeah uh, from the city like it's so iconic you know (laughs) it's it's amazing developing an iconic first level like really sets the tone for the game yeah the rest um, of the game is kind of dog shit except for the end <laughs> excuse me yeah oh, the, the first level and great. the last level zach you know yeah. that game is bad that game is bad <laughs> i love so that game good. as much as you do and you know it's bad it's so bad the camera so, angles like jackson was saying the camera angles in that game piss me off more than anything sorry chance go ahead but well I, and i'm just saying like but when you get to the end of a game like nothing, in my opinion, nothing's worse than getting to the end of the game and being like, oh, well, that boss in act two was harder than this. Is this really the right. end? You know, so like, like that's, you want, in my opinion, you want that most challenging part of the game to be the end, right? Thunderblight Ganon was harder than Ganon for me and it made me kind of upset, but. Yeah, it's I true. Mean, well, it's and you're true. not pissed, but you're just like, oh, okay. You know, um, but where you, you get that relief of beating something at the very end, it feels like you finally, you know, nail in the coffin. And secretly, I always love, I always love the trope of when you beat the boss and there's like an ultra form or like, right. you know, and that's a very staple thing of, of Kingdom Hearts where yeah. they do. 
And I love mm-hmm. having multiple forms. It's very yeah. cool. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up Kingdom Hearts because I did want to mention, like, I, I, so I mentioned, like, having an issue with mini bosses being harder than bosses. But one thing I really like about Kingdom Hearts is the idea of if you want a challenge, like, for a certain item or if you just want a challenge, you can go fight harder bosses than the final right. boss. Yes. But yes. if right. you're just doing the story, the final boss is the hardest boss quote unquote right mm-hmm. like it's like when you're done you can go fight Sephiroth if you want you can go back to the clock tower the second time and fight him again and he's way harder and I like that I like like you can you can seek out challenges if you want them but if yeah. you're just playing it linearly the final boss is the hardest boss <clears throat> and like that's yeah. what I want in the game too I think you're right the thing and I remember I would most say... about Chance uh, the thing I remember most about Chance playing uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, and when you're streaming it was uh, was not the bot. It was the po- the pot mini boss, the centipede pot in. Uh, oh yeah. In Agraba. Um in my opinion, that is the most frustrating one because it, it is so the most bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. so terrible. Which I'll talk. I'll talk about that more on my turn. But yeah, uh, I I also would say that I am the one caveat to to my stance on the the final boss needs to be the most difficult is i'm kind of okay with it as if if it's not the hardest boss it needs to be the most cinematic boss right um because you're yeah. talking about kingdom hearts and i mm-hmm. i really while obviously Sephiroth's harder the the fights at the end of two where you're with Riku and there's so whole like good. reaction to it's, it's like so good. satisfying. It's very very satisfying. It's I, so hard. hard. I think I talked about this at like some point and like I want to give Silas ample time to talk about his favorite bosses, mm-hmm. but I like so I had a like the the little like game card like the save card for your PS2. Yeah. And dude. I would like boot up my PS2 and like that was my save file and I never played Kingdom Hearts 2 again. But I would always boot it up and just play the final fight and watch the final yeah. like cinematic like two or three times a year for like three years straight. That's like awesome. I think I was like 16 and I like had found yeah. my PS2 laying around somewhere and I went to the living room and plugged it in and played the final fight again and I was like, damn, such a good <laughs> moment. I what love a great it. Great ending. Oh man. So the things that I keep thinking about the most as we're talking about this are like storytelling devices and and i think the best boss fights fights uh are like your your video games are telling a story right it might not be like a, a there might not be a lot of things happen but there is like a story going on and the player is the main character kind of regardless of what the game is and and uh the boss fight should be a like climax of an area or a chapter or even the entire story and 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 i like there's there there are things that needs to hit there needs to be a a sense of of um bigness and there's i'm sure there's a better way to say that but but like like high stakes like this matters there needs to be um for me personally this doesn't always have to be true uh a an aha moment like a moment where you realize like the like oh wait if i do this you know that or if i put or if i put this here now he can't do this and like there's like a there's something to be figured out like it shouldn't be i don't i think most that you can do there are ways you can do it where this isn't true but most of the time boss fights that are just uh like it's just a bunch of health bars 
Mm-hmm. And they just do the they just do the big attack. It's like, ah, oh, better just don't get hit by that one and just don't keep swinging. And you do attack. you do your three hit combo and then you dodge roll and then you wait a couple seconds. You go back in and do your three. That's terrible. Uh, and um, uh, there are ways you can do it that is good, but most of the time, you know. And then also, I think the resolution when you finally like get that last hit in and it's over in little cinematic plays or it fades away or whatever. Like there needs to be a, like a breath. There needs to be a catharsis. Yeah. There's like a, I, I accomplished something. I can breathe for a second. Like, like you need to like have that feeling. And when boss fights are really frustrating uh, and rather than difficult like that weird pot centipede in Agrabah in Kingdom Hearts one, like when those fights are done, you're you're like there there that doesn't happen there's not like a like a whoa i did it there's a man fuck this game this is stupid <laughs> like you're still mad and 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 you don't you don't gain like it's like you don't like feel like the the boss fights that are frustrating rather than difficult don't have a tension release i think like you're still you're still tense when they're over and like a well-designed boss fight like you 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 realize like when it's over you're like oh my goodness i was like clenching every muscle in my body and then and then there's that that like moment where you just kind of relax for a second um that's really important for me too um and and that's more about like mood and setting than than actually like the mechanics of the fight but also i think i think everything building up to to the fight is just as important as the fight i mean this is where it kind of crosses maybe over, more over into like a dnd setting uh is like the the story that you're trying to tell in that moment should influence how the fight goes. Like if, if the story you're trying to tell is these players have worked really hard to get here and they're really strong and, and they're like, and they're going to beat these guys up. The fight maybe shouldn't be as hard. And like, you can do, you know, you can, you can have a, a fight be something to figure it out or like something to do, but you can, you can do it in a way where it makes them feel strong um you know, rather than like weak like there could be like some like emotional reward there or you know if it's like the like big bad like final boss and the story you're trying to tell is like you've struggled all this way for this one moment and it's all or nothing and it's a you know that, like very like that like bigness that i was talking about like your boss fight needs to reflect that and then and sometimes you know like in in chapter two of of the podcast the in a way, um, uh, oh my goodness, why can I not remember her name? Belmazog. Uh, Belmazog, thank you. Um, Belmazog. Uh, uh, Belmazog, to me, didn't alone feel like the boss fight. Like that, the whole, the, I, from a like story perspective, really that entire area felt like the boss fight. Uh, and, and the, the, the struggle was surviving and, mm-hmm. and doing right. everything. And like, and that was like the, and for me, like, it felt like that was the story we were telling was why, like we have come so far from home and, and we're just like, and we just need to survive this. Mm-hmm. And, and there were, so, so when there's like lots of, you know, there's more like horde kind of thing and there's all these things that we had to do and. And, and and that very much felt like a story of survival rather than, you know, this big, um, like, one, you know, like rather than, like, the one big bad at the end of the tunnel. 
and and I think the story very much played out that way. And there were lots of even on like when we finally got into the fortress, there were like enemies on the way to Belmazog, and and those were not like I mean those were like also like difficult compared to Belmazog. Like the Belmazog, mm-hmm. you know, there was like the the godsend lightning bolt uh, that greatly changed the fight. Yeah. Um, that but, is true. Uh, it was all of the things going on in the fight rather than just Belmazog herself that made that fight difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all of the moving pieces, which was reflective of the story that we told in chapter two. It was lots of moving pieces. Uh, and um, so I think that's I don't know, like, a, like a boss fight needs to reflect the story that or needs to yeah reflect the story that is trying to be told. Like you could have a really big epic boss fight, but if it's in that moment where there's all of these like moving pieces you had to do all of this stuff and then you just get your ass handed to you at the end of it like it feels like it's like why did i even do all you know like there's like a that can be frustrating i think if that fight was extremely difficult like what i would assume the final fight of this uh campaign would be like um like the it would almost be less satisfying for the stakes to be super high because of everything around it and it doesn't match the tone as well yeah, I was going to say, I think tone and climate are some of the most important things to me about um, like boss fights in video games or otherwise. And I think that's just because of what I focus on in video games. Um, like, I think music is super important, music or lack thereof. Yeah. If you have a very loud and in-your-face game that has a lot of really great music, stripping away that music for a moment is really powerful. So boss fights that yes. do that and at certain parts are like really great. Sound design is like super important. I'm having a boss theme. If you do want to do that is like, it needs to be big or it needs to be tragic. Like you need to have some, you need to have something there. Imagery, you know, is super important. Like the colors of the room you're standing in, maybe they become really saturated and heavy or dark, or maybe it's like a lot of like black and white imagery, um, like the the final fight in Kingdom Hearts 2, right? Like the whole like last arc of Kingdom Hearts 2 you've got like this like really like dark and light kind of play with like the nobodies as being gray when you're finding them. And I think that that imagery is really like important, right? It's like these, like there may not be a good and a bad here, like when you're trying to make it right. Like there's a very obvious, like obvious clash of like morals here, but like in reality, maybe it's not as black and white as it seems. Um, And stuff like that, like little small things that you can put into like your boss fight that make it, really great and like i think it's also like super like great to just have a a a big bad that's evil for evil's sake too Mm -hmm. like that's fun sometimes um but i think like like you said climate is important and there needs to be some kind of climate change when you go into a boss fight right uh ttrpg boss fights are, are different obviously than video game boss fights but one thing that like makes them stand out so differently is like what Jackson was saying is how like in a video game boss fight, it's all about like learning the pattern, learning the pattern and then like learning from your mistakes and coming back at it. Right. And in a D and D game, it's like Can't you get one that. shot, you get one <laughs> shot, yeah, yeah. You know? no save and it's button. all on the table. So there is no yeah. save points and, um, vomit on a sweater already. Mm-hmm. Vomit on a sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> It's like uh, right. the the puzzle isn't for for a TTRPG isn't the puzzle isn't necessarily the boss. It's working together to beat the boss. Yeah, like the 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 puzzle yeah. is is it feels more like the party side rather than like 
what necessarily like what the boss is doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, one boss fight that I don't think we've touched on that I think does definitely deserves some love is first person shooter boss fights. Um, because it's very hard to, um, especially in games like call of duty, the call of duty franchise to have a big bad guy that, I mean, obviously he's not gonna have a big health bar. Like he takes a headshot, he's dead. So how do you make that good? And I just want to give a huge shout out to the entire modern warfare series. I know that there's, everybody loves modern warfare, but they don't get enough credit. There is no. I mean, I'm just gonna talk about modern warfare. That's a small I'm little it. indie Wait, company one, that one or we two. all need to support. Modern well, one or okay, two, exactly. no, one, two, and three. And for the culmination of having a boss at the end of three that like bled through the second game into the third, and the way that Call of Duty campaigns work is, I mean, if you haven't played, which everyone's played, is you bounce around characters the whole game. Every mission is a new character. Sometimes they're important. Sometimes you're just playing like a filler character to tell part of the story, which I think is amazing. In an airport. In an airport. Fuck uh, <laughs> is right. But uh, like the last mission of the third Modern Warfare, like the final mission of the entire series, just it, it, it will explain where you are and then it explains who you are and just seeing like captain price you know like like playing as captain price which you never play as captain price because he's like the main character without being the main character he's the one who's going to take the final shot like on the final boss so you know going into this last mission this last fight like this is it you know and i think they did an incredible job and what made me think of this is silas what you said about the breath like the reprieve at the end of it yeah um at the end of that fight, you end up like hooking a like rope around the big bad guy's throat and then like crushing a skylight and both of you fall through and he like kind of Clayton dies, like hangs uh... from the vine kind of thing. And you just fall like 20 feet and like probably break some bones. But the end of the mission is like probably a good minute and 30 seconds of you like from a first person perspective, just sitting there watching him swing. It's very gory and macabre. I'm sorry for the visual, but you pull out like a cigar, like strike your lighter like four times, take a puff and blow smoke into the credits. And like that to me is the very, like the only time I felt like, I mean, you're killing like one of the biggest terrorists the world's ever seen kind of thing. Yeah. Like that's kind of the premise of the game is he's like a absolutely horrible human. Uh, and that, reprieve i was like that's the only time i felt a character do that versus me feeling that you know in a game like oh man i'm done it's like no he's just like pulling out a celebratory cigar mm -hmm. you know just what a weird but creative uh, way to end you know it's that not... is the most zach haley ending i could ever think that's of. what i was about to right? say zach haley likes it because of the cigar dude yeah <laughs> right no i just i i love i'm i am very <laughs> deep down below all these deep Layers is just a Call of Duty Black Ops One love it. White boy. <laughs> yeah. I love Amazing. that like the way we're ending this repod is with yeah. Zach talking about Call of Duty. I love Call of Duty. It is a great bosses. moment though. I like I think the like Modern Warfare Two, the campaign was one of my favorite like right. FPS yeah. no, stories of all it, time. There's no yeah. question it's one of the best, you know. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's and great. and I even love was it Modern Warfare Two or one that Oh, no, no. One had a really cool sniper mission. Oh, Gilly it up. That's yeah, still considered up, yeah. one of the best first person missions ever. 
Yeah, yeah. Still, it holds up so well. It's yeah. very good. Well, we're about three minutes over, and Chance, if you want to, you can cut all of that. And you can just okay. leave it with... Yeah, no quality <laughs> talk. With Silas. Yeah, whoever spoke before yeah. I did. But... All right, well, hopefully uh, we get the same ending here in Eladir as we return back to our D&D game. We'll see, maybe. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Boss fight Uh, coming in two episodes. Short chapter three. End of chapter three. Boss fight.